is the Miserable po- no, Cows no, no, podcast no, 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 starring no, no, Nick Kumalatos no. and no, Allison no, Capra. No, no. Listen, Linda. <laughs> you're going to steal my shit. <laughs> this is the Miserable Cow podcast. It's called How Not to Be a Miserable Cow. And I'm Allison Capra. And my very special guest today is my man friend, Nick Kumalatos. That's right. Welcome. Thanks for having me on. I, I don't understand why I wasn't your first guest, but I mean, whatever. Um, no, but seriously, we're getting married in two weeks, bro. Yeah, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm the one that asked you. Yeah. And I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? And I said, are you sure? Yeah, are you sure? It was a great, great response. What did you think when I said that? Um, I just kind of laughed. It was, I don't know. Were you feeling laughy inside, or were you feeling like a little like upset, or? I mean, I, I just re- I think what I realized was like, well, that's recorded forever. Like that's <laughs> that's the response forever. Like there it is. You couldn't Are hear you it. There was sure? no audio on our. No, but we, you and I know. Yeah, that was what we didn't have to tell anyone, but. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, it kind of gets us to our points of what our conversation is about today. <sighs> yeah. Right. Right. That's right. What what are we talking about today? Uh, This is your show. You made it clear this from the start. (laughs) What are we talking about today? You're the host. We're talking about the man brain and the woman brain. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It's your favorite topic. You love talking about women's brains. I feel like I I want to throw up the meme. It's a trap. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Star Wars meme. (laughs) Don't do it, man. It's a trap. No, but we're really... Would you need some more wine for this conversation? Probably. I'm probably going to need more wine for this conversation. Hold on. Pause for... Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell people where we're actually at? We're sitting here in the most amazing village of Lutraki. Of Greece, Greece or of Lutraki? This is where Nick is from. His family yes, yeah, hails from. from. Yeah. And he brought me here four years ago for the first time. Blew my mind. Absolutely loved it. And you've traveled a little bit around Greece, and so what's your I feel like I'm gonna interview. See, I can't help it. I'm gonna interview you. Um, four, four, four times in Greece, and what do you think? Oh, it's amazing. I think probably the coolest thing about Greece is the people are incredibly warm. It's a lot more like it's not really like being in Europe as much as it is like being around. To me, it's more like being around like warmer, gentler people. Where it's just everybody's all inclusive and warm and friendly and. But like we've we've traveled uh, you know pretty good amount all over Greece and like what what would you how would you like stack up Lutraki to the rest of Greece? Well, to me, the biggest thing is like you get around in in um, anywhere in a big city in Europe, you're looking at a lot more crazy. There's so much traffic. The cars are small. The streets are crazy. Everybody drives like maniacs, and so we get into that like. Oh, hey, let's run to Athens for a minute. Yeah. And it's a shit show. Yeah, completely. The tracky is like very laid back, very calm. People are just like, hey, man, it's Greece. Not this overly is expensive. Time. Yeah. Inexpensive and an awesome place to travel. Anybody looking to come somewhere, this is definitely the place to be. We'll probably retire here. Just gotta, you just got to, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to share it out because I'm trying to retire here. So <laughs> I, I need this girl to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so really truly what i wanted to talk to you about is those things because i get 
hit up about that stuff all the time. It's like the meme that we see everywhere plastered all over the internet where the man and wife are laying in bed and the husband's sitting there and he's like frustrated and he's got his arms crossed and he's being quiet. And the wife is like, I know he's thinking about another woman. Or he's cheating on me. He's or cheating he doesn't on me. Li- he doesn't love me. He doesn't. There's like a whole paragraph of like. And then the guy's got like a thought bubble. And it's like, what? The, the I can't figure out what's wrong with the carburetor. <laughs> That's really the way it is. Like you guys think that we're way more complicated than we re- you give us credit for. And it's pretty simple. Like every time that you see me or you think that I'm that way, like what am I typically like worried about or thinking about? Uh, money and work. Yeah. Like it's not, it has nothing to do with our relationship. It has nothing to do with, you know, some sort of malicious, um, I don't know, malicious idea. It, it has, it's more about like some logistical thing that I had, like some problem that I have to solve. And, you know, that's, that's what's consuming my mind. And women are so interested in being in relationships typically. That they don't necessarily even care to whom they're in a relationship with. Oh, I know. I've, I've, we've seen that so much. That's so horrible, though. It's, it really is. Because they have a plan, right? Yeah. Well, and it, i got to be honest, this has a lot more to do with getting older and, like, the fears of, like, you, you think it's a joke, but, like, your clock is fucking ticking. Like, there is something inside of every female that is outside of their control that is, like, there is an alarm going off in their head that they've got to procreate. It's just the way that we're wired, right? So, like, I think for a lot of women it has more to do with, like, making sure that you have someone and that you are able to kind of get the life that you want before your time passes. And that's something that we're, like, it's built in. You know what I mean? And so for a lot of women it's, like, that is so loud and they're so, like, archaically, like, wired that they cannot handle like waiting and and just like learning and developing themselves and developing a skill set and figuring out who they are they just need a relationship and they need to get in one so bad that they don't even care to whom and the problem with that is is most of the time that leads you right into a trap of being with somebody that you do not like (laughs) you are not interested in yeah it's just a means to an end for you to check your boxes and (laughs) so and then you say you tell me what you think like that that the opposite is for men uh, I think I think that we predominantly I, I would say for myself I mean I can't speak for all men but you know the ones that the, the few men that I do know I say we kind of move a little slower in that department like we're not we don't have we don't have an internal clock ticking for us I mean it's it's um, things are good the way they are so they don't have this internal clock ticking so they're like well this is good why would I ruin it by like putting extra stress on it and are putting extra requirements or anything to change what we currently have, which is really awesome and good. So if a guy is dating a, a, a woman and he's like super happy and like they're having a great time, why, why change things that are going to make things more complicated and change the dynamic that is happening right now? But women typically tip like, uh, you know, and I'm going to probably gonna get like, flamethrowed for saying this but like you said they have this clock and they think that i have to at this age i have to get you know have a relationship and then at this age i have to get married and by this age i have to have a kid and then we buy our house with a white picket fence and you know then we raise our kids and then we save for college and i mean all of that just immediately the train is moving the train is like i felt cortisol levels go up (laughs) just by hearing that 
but that's that's I think that's typically like what kind of goes on. So I think probably too it would be a good a good point to to kind of challenge. You know, I, I've always kind of said this, just even with religion, for instance. You know, when it comes down to religion, if you believe what you believe, and someone challenges you, why do you feel the need to fight or argue? If you feel like your religion is being challenged, but you truly believe what it is that you believe, why does it bother you so much when someone asks you a question or has a contrary belief, right? Hold on, are you talking about me? No. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you're talking about me. No, I'm drawing a point here. You hang in there with me. (laughs) So if you truly believe what you believe and someone draws a question or a point and wants to challenge you on that, then why do you feel threatened? So in the same respect, when it comes to your relationship, if you truly believe that you're with the right person and that you're, you've waited for the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with and you are enjoying every day to the fullest, then what makes you feel like you need to have this pressure of moving it forward? Why do you feel threatened? What makes it feel like there's a big gaping like we've got to rush this we've got to move forward we've got to get this person to move along i think that's kind of a good question to challenge women to challenge themselves with right oh i was i thought you were asking me that question i was like i didn't want <laughs> like i don't have that, that issue <laughs> no no and i don't think that like not everybody does either but i think that's like a good a good point to ask for women to ask themselves if things are really great and this is who you want to be with why can't you just let life happen? Why do you feel the need to like forge forward and make sure that you're in control of everything that happens along the way? And what I see in the long term, like now that I've gotten, geez, I'm starting, I'm not that old, but I start to feel old. But what I've seen now is like I'm old enough now to watch people that did, women that did put their lives on hold, they went and had babies and then that they, they rushed along with their plan and then now their kids are older and they're like, what the fuck? Right. You know? Or they rushed along with their plan only to find that they didn't even really like the person that they like <laughs> rushed it with and to begin with. They didn't wait for to figure out who they were. Right. And that's that's what really scares me is I, I see so many people like they just want it so bad. They don't even care with who they don't know who they are. And it, it turns out, I mean, I've been married twice. I got married at 19 and I got married at 25 or 26. I can't remember now. And I can honestly say I just wanted to have everything figured out because I thought that if I had it all figured out, then I could like actually start my life. Just have all my options lined out, everything figured out. I just wanted to be in control. Is that what it about? Control? Um, I don't know about for everybody. I don't know what it is for everyone. For well, me, that's what it was. So what about us? <laughs> Uh, for us, I feel like it was very different because we'd been through so much. What do you think? You have to tell. I'll let you share. Oh, boy. I'll let you share. What, how do you, you think that you pushed me along? Well, for starters, first things first. First things first. We were in a very different position. We both came out of relationships and we were in the middle of divorces when we met. We were both struggling with like our own stuff. Everything was like drama, a little busy, a little crazy. So we had no expectations in the beginning really other than just like, let's have fun. Let's hang out. Let's have fun. Right? Right. But what happens? Uh, Well, we actually generally liked each other. 
genuinely like each other, you start to get attached, and right. then you start to well, have I feelings. Think you, yeah, I think you start getting used to this person being attached and being your friend, and like, you know, and then yeah, feelings, feelings, feelings. happen. Feelings, feelings, feelings. You fought feelings so hard, though. That was like, you were like, no, no, no feelings. No, I mean, for the first time we talked, I'm like, hey, tell me a little bit about your fout yourself. I was like, nope. And you were like, nope, red <laughs> alert. No, I'm good. Let's just talk about other stuff. Like, I don't want to tell you anything about nope. myself. <laughs> I don't, like, you really were prying and like, I want to know everything about you. And I was like, uh-uh, I don't want to know any of that. Joke's on you. I already knew everything about you. I know. <laughs> I done my research. You don't get. We don't get to talk about that on your podcast. That's going on my YouTube video someday. But I did know a lot about you because I, I asked about you and I got a lot. This was before you were even visible on the internet. I found some podcasts that you'd done with a veteran radio show, and I got to know a little bit about you. My name wasn't even on the internet. Yeah, anywhere. your name wasn't even yeah. on the internet. You had a fake name on Facebook and Instagram and everything else. And someone introduced us. What? Well, this is not. Oh, yeah, we're not sharing the story. But the, the point is that we were getting to know each other, and you were like, no, no, no feelings. But you called me every single day. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this dude is something else. Do you remember? I think I don't even know how long we've been riding together, but I remember saying something like along the lines of, don't get too attached. No, so that pissed me off so bad. And this is like, this is like so exactly like cliche what I'm we are talking about in this podcast this is exactly the way it goes this is exactly how it went down not only we've been talking for months we had been talking for months we hung out multiple times I you came this, to visit I think me at this point we have been working together close to three or four months yes yeah and you called me every single day and you were even calling me just to have me on FaceTime in case we needed to go over any details of work. Well, of course. That's what we were doing. Like, like all day long. No, not all day long. You were like, listen, just don't get too attached. I'm like, what, motherfucker? Are you for real right now? I was driving your truck. We were in Austin, Texas. We were, dri- we were driving down the interstate. It was at nighttime. <laughs> After we'd been drinking. <laughs> no, we had not been drinking. No, actually, you know, we were going to Big Commerce. Okay. It was like during the Big Commerce. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then that's when I said, hey, just don't get too attached. And I was like, oh, is that so? I got to tell you, though, that here's the deal with me. Because because of where I was at and like the like me not wanting to feel vulnerable, and I'd kind of opened up to you. We started to get close. Like you said that. And I was like, fine, motherfucker. Flipped a switch. And from that point on, I was never going to be accessible to you whenever you needed me. That's whatever. That's not true. I That's decided. So, so then I yeah, was like, yeah, I'll be decide. out. If you say the word and I'm out. Did it not flip that switch? Did not. And honestly, it was a really, that was a really shitty thing to say, but. It's just where I was. I would just... So explain that because I think that's what women deal with. They want to know why somebody who'd been pursuing them actively, who'd, who's been like... Uh, it was fear. Here's the thing is like coming out of one relationship and then trying to... Get, and then, you know, I didn't want to go in another relationship, but we met, you know, and then things kind of happened. But it was... I think it's all based out of fear, like fear of moving. Because, okay, so you have something that happens to you that is recorded into your memory. 
and then now you don't want to really like move forward or you don't want to do anything or you start seeing something that's starting to unfold that becomes more serious and you're like, nope, I don't want to deal with that because I've already done this. And so you essentially sabotage yourself from moving forward with your life or are or, or missing out on a really positive opportunity because of old stuff or old history. And so that's where I was at in life was just I did not want to to deal with some of the stuff that I dealt with in my past and I did not want to make some of the same mistakes. So I was like, we would even joke. Remember it was like the, uh, what was the thing at the time? Like cup, uh, everybody had Cokes and it said, share a Coke with your soulmate. And And we'd always get them at the gas station and be like, like, no, thanks. I'll have a Pepsi. That meme that was going around then. (laughs) No, thanks. I'll have a Pepsi. And yeah, I just, and I think that not only it was not that you weren't doing anything wrong. I think it just, I think I started to have feelings and I started to, to see it going to more of a serious relationship. And that's when I was like, I mean, I was a dick. I was like hardcore. I mean, you don't have to accentuate it. I just <laughs> said I was being a dick. You didn't, you didn't have to like make it more so. Well, okay. Let's put it this way for anybody maybe who, like was in a better state you probably if somebody treated you that way you'd be like well I think I'm good like I'm I I don't really want to be with this person he's kind of rude and he's like pushing me away I think for me I'd kind of been through so much and we were having fun and we We were were, having a lot of fun we were having a lot of fun and I was like you know what if he doesn't know what he wants and I kind of don't really know what I want either like I think it only got, and it only got, there was only issues when we started to talk about serious stuff. Like if we just, and that was what I wanted. I didn't want to talk about serious stuff. I didn't want drama. I didn't want anything like, like, cause I felt like if, if you went serious, that's when like the drama starts. Well, what really happens is like the expectations start. You don't want to put really any of those like nagging, complaining expectations, like obligations, like, right. Nobody wants a relationship like that. I think both of us had had that, like, just obligatory stuff right. in our past marriages. So we were both just kind of like, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want you to feel like that. So there was a lot of stuff that, like, hurt my feelings. But I also was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't want to deal with his stuff either. I want to be able to go home, hang out with my kids, and, like, not worry about, like, if he wants me to do something or he doesn't want me to do something. I had been in such a relationship that was, like, so possessive that like it felt really nice to be with somebody who didn't really give a shit and at the time you didn't really care kind of what I did or whatever and that kind of was like freeing in a sense but I will say this there is because of your fears and like some of those statements you made early on oh you had fears too (laughs) all about me because of some of those fears I think that planted some seeds where I put up walls 100%. 100%. And that's a lot of the baggage that we deal with today is because of like walls and situations that we set up in the early stages of really a relationship that we weren't in. Right. In quotation marks, like we weren't, but I mean, we I were. I don't think we were like, a f- I don't think we really said we were officially together in a relationship or saying that we were like committed to each Boyfriend other. Boyfriend or girlfriend. Or whatever you want to call it until. For a year and a half. A, it was a year and a half. A year and a half. We were d- Which pretty much you came down, and this is where it comes down to like the the lines of like moving forward. Is you pretty much was like, 
you set a what's the word line in the sand not like <laughs> ultimatum. A ultimatum like it was like either you well either you were, were running around with other girls and i was like okay listen motherfucker like either you're pooper get off the pot like do you want to do this or not i wasn't ne- necessarily running around with <laughs> yes, other girls i just wasn't completely like sure and once i got sure i you know but you were you were kind of pushing me in that direction like listen if we're this has been a year and a half which is honestly a long i mean like it blows my mind to i meet people that like i'm that just got married and they're like we met three months ago we met th- i'm like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you why are you you don't even know this person but i mean i guess that's me being older and you know been through some relationship stuff but it, you definitely said like okay like it's a year and a half like what are you doing like what are we doing yeah what are we doing is this time to and again it just it comes down to it comes down to fear i was just afraid of making mistakes and i was afraid of i didn't want the pressure of screwing up or i didn't want the pressure of failing again and i really liked the way we were just having it's all fun right it's all fun and games so i didn't want that i didn't want that to change but the reality is is like that's it's not it's not a real it's not a a life it's not a life with someone and things you know life goes on and the best thing in in life is to really find somebody that you can to be your partner and to be your friend um that have has your back you know good and bad and i have to address something as well because this is something that I think a lot of girls maybe do is you get into something and immediately put expectations on a person and before you've ever cultivated any kind of a bond or even like a connection you've got expectations and that to me is like the worst way to start a relationship yeah a guy's gonna feel that and he's gonna be like man I really like this girl but there's just pressure like it's a a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure and so we definitely didn't do that but I can say like when you're going through this kind of stuff like you and I had kind of really talked about the fact that we wanted to just enjoy life and and get to know each other and all that stuff stuff we hadn't really done before like just spend time getting to know each other and you know as time goes on and like you, you got to be able to communicate those things to each other. So if you're getting into a relationship and you're starting out, if you meet somebody and they're not ready and they say, I'm not ready, then, do, then they're, they're not them. ready. They're not ready. But <laughs> I, I want to say something there though. You, yeah, communication is good. Like for instance, like you and I communicated about like, I never wanted to get married. You said in our initials initially when we met, like you never wanted to be married again and you were fine. Like, co-inhabiting or whatever and uh, communication is fine but i think constant communication <laughs> is necessary is necessary because things change and you know i remember i'll forget i'll never forget when you you, you kind of changed your mind on the marriage thing you know and and i'd kind of gotten there on my own as well but you let me know like hey I, this is actually I, i've kind of changed my mind like at some point i would like to get married and fortunately for us, like I had kind of gotten there on my own as well and said, you know, this is a possibility that, that I wouldn't, I, I'm not afraid of, like if this is, if this happens in the future, then so be it. And I didn't want to get married right then. I just had the thought, like it'd been four years and I started thinking about well, it. At this and point, I, said, I think it had been three, it was about a year ago. Okay. Yeah. And I said, I think maybe someday I'd be, I would want to marry you. I don't know when, 
but I think I would. I just want to let you know that. And right. And that immediately, even though, and that's what's crazy is even though you had told me that and I had kind of gotten there on my own, that it was like, it would be a nice gesture, maybe at the 10 year mark or something. Again, it goes back to fear, like fear of what? And even us, I don't know if you remember, like, well, of course you remember us moving in together. It was a total shit show. Well, it wasn't even, the thing with that was we'd kind of gotten to a place of like logistics. And I just remember like, that's, that scared the shit out of me. Cause I left my whole entire life, my house, my stuff, everything I had to come down here and work for you in 2015. Like I was like, okay, I'm uprooting everything. I'm starting over. I had a business, I had a wedding photography business. I had like tons of clients and friends and family and everything and i'm like i'm gonna move on and start and over start over but you needed city. to i mean there was it was time it was time for you to move but on, at the yeah. same respect like i came out here with nothing i had a place you helped find me a place it was awesome it was on the beach it was awesome and then but, i found another place well yeah and the reasons why that kind of took place was you know where we live on the beach is very seasonal so in the in the winter they like rent out rent out the you know areas for six month leases but then they turn into vacation rentals, which now we we, we run one. But uh, it, but they, you have to get out because now what your rent is in a month is a is a week stay at these right. places. So you had to move. And You're this, like, okay, time to move. And I'm like, okay, great. So I need to find a new place. And we'd been looking for months. Yeah. And it got to where it was like I didn't either didn't make enough for some of the places or some of the places that we looked at, like I'd be like, perfect. This place is perfect. And then almost immediately I'd put my stuff in and somebody would take it because we live in a military town and everybody's coming in and renting places in and out. And I, I was like, like, yeah. And I feel like that was, that was hard because I don't think we were hundred percent ready to move we in with definitely each other, weren't ready to move our, in bus- <laughs> our business wasn't, um, our business wasn't where it was that we both made enough to like, support that kind of lifestyle for each of us um separately so a lot of people don't know this but because we weren't ready to move in with each other and a lot of that had to do with just where we were at with family and stuff, my kids yeah. and everything yeah um i rented a room in his upstairs loft space right. and that was where i stayed <laughs> like legitimately which my kids now think it's funny because they knew we were together so they're like these guys are ridiculous <laughs> But we really were like I had I liked having my own space after being married for my whole adult life. Basically, I had felt a little claustrophobic like I'd never had my own space. I never had like my own closet identity. And, yeah. I, and it just was like I was in a place where I loved living on the beach because it was like finally I had like my spot and my coffee and whatever. I was getting like lonely at times, but I loved my own space. So being able to have that, even though you and I lived together, it was actually like it's a good like transition transition. Yeah. And we did that for like eight months. I think It was actually yeah, it was actually nice, though, because like when I (laughs) when you moved in, the house was kind of sad. My room was really sad. Oh, man. Typical bachelor pad bed on the floor. My, <laughs> no well, photos on the wall yeah yeah yeah. but i mean my kid's room was taken care of like the girl's room was, was nice like the house was we had you know we had three three plates three spoons three <laughs> you know for me and my girls so it was a little it, it was an adjustment period um but there's something to be said for a woman coming in the house and like breathing some life into it and like taking you know as much as a gypsy traveler 
person you are. You really are a homemaker and really, you, and I fought you on uh, fought, <laughs> almost on all of it. I'm like, what is your deal, Brent, man? Like everything I like, you love everything I decorate. You love all the stuff I'm into. Just, it was just You fear. just wanted to say no just to be arbitrary. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it was just, it's all, it's all fear. Um, and so like fast forward, I think I told you about this. I want to make a video about it because it'd be so funny. But you know, like a, like a lot of guys that have gone through this, like, you know, like a woman comes to your house and like you open a drawer or you open a cabinet <laughs> or you open something and like your shit is not there. They have just taken it upon themselves to, to essentially rearrange your house. And where once was the toilet paper is now tampons and one, where once was your toothpaste is now a bunch of random shit that you don't even know what it is or how it's used on a person's face. You're such a martyr. <laughs> but my point is a lot of guys get upset or a lot of people can get upset about this. And I think it, and I just kind of laughed and, and I've grown a lot and I've, you know, you know, I'm comfortable where we're at in a relationship, obviously, because we're about to get married, but you, the benefits outweigh the bad, right? Like, yes, you put your glasses, your three glasses in this cabinet, or you put your toilet paper here. Or, you know, these is where the, your, your one sheet goes, or your one, this is where I put my whoopee or on the couch or whatever. But you kind of have to just, those things don't matter. Like the thing, the benefit of having somebody in your life to share with and not being, because essentially what I was, what I could have very easily turned into was just, kind of a lonely workaholic person that didn't experience any life other than what I did for a profession. And so sacrificing where the toilet paper goes or where your tampons are is allowed me to share a life with another human being that I thoroughly enjoy. And if you can just get past the fear of those things that really don't freaking matter anyway, then you're going to come out. The, I guess the cost was it the cost benefit ratio, right? And that's where, but I still think it would be a, a fabulous video of just like different scenes of like shit moved in the house. That would be funny. <laughs> I can, I can say this and, and you know, I can, I'm going to try to like get everybody to just paint a picture here of where we were at. The biggest thing to me is that I met somebody who I actually had this like very, very, parallel connection with like we were on the same level like I'd never been in a relationship with somebody where our brains were in sync and I was on the same level the same like we could look at each other and understand what we meant but we there's could, a lot of positive and negatives to there that. is yeah. but we could walk in a room and look at each other and both of us understand what was going on before we said a word yeah. like at all times I was thoroughly impressed with how cause oriented you are with how how much drive and passion you had for life, how much energy you would put into getting yourself better and over some of the things you dealt with, with PTSD and, and with war. And I was so thoroughly impressed by you that I felt like we had this deep connection and I wasn't going to just throw that away. Because for me, like I'd settled down with people who I didn't have that with and I knew how hard it was to like actually come across it. <laughs> then I have to say I must be really great because 
<laughs> it was very, very hard for you. What? So like, I must be very, very awesome if you if you didn't like throw throw me to the side after all the things that. Oh God. Yeah. Well, and I mean the stuff. It wasn't like you were beating me or something. It wasn't like you were. No, it was just a pain <laughs> in the ass and an asshole a lot of times. I, I still remember this, which this is the first time I have to tell this quick story on side note. When we would go like on trips with the Raider Project and we were like going to do like events and site surveys and like scout stuff out, like we'd get there and we'd be like up in the mountains and we'd have to like hike to our cabins and things like that. And I'd watch him like carry other chicks luggage to their cabins and like help them to get their stuff. And no matter what, no matter what, he would leave my ass with my luggage standing in front of like a rainy cabin to like hike up or like snow on the ground, like hike across the entire like campground with my bags. And I'm like this motherfucker. And I knew what you were doing. You wanted to like show me that like you weren't going to wait on me for the rest of my life or something. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so bad. But I just remember thinking this is so out of character. He doesn't seem like this at all. But I knew, I kind of knew what you were doing. What did, what is, what did Brian Bishop used to call it? Selection? Yeah, it was like selection. <laughs> you were like putting me through selection to see if I was whiny and bitching or entitled. You were kind of like, let's just see if she like is going to be a complainer about this. And that's not me at all. I know. It's it's not. And that's what's funny. And, and it was so funny because like a few weeks ago you thought about it. And you're like, hey, babe, I just wanted to talk to you about something. Sorry I never carried your bags. <laughs> real real dick move but the point is that i there were so many things about you that i was crazy about who you were and i'd been in relationships before where people were very kind to me but they weren't going anywhere in life and i wasn't really crazy about who they were as a person so to me it was like okay so this person is not really like being super awesome to me but he is amazing as an individual. So I'm going to kind of see where this thing goes. And as time went on, we got to know each other more. We became a lot more close. You know, things got well, better. I, mean, I wasn't, I wasn't super awesome to you. Cause like I said, because of fear and I freaking adored you. And I like, there's a reason why I called you every day, but I mean, the, the, the entire moral of the story to guys that like, if I'm going to be honest with all of them. And I talk to the guys now, it's like, dude, what are you, like, what are you, what are you waiting for? Unfortunately, recently a friend of ours wife committed suicide. And that's really what led me to like, what is, what am I waiting for? Life is super short. I'm not getting any younger. And, and that's really where I think that opened my eyes was that in that whole memorial service. And we talked about it, but it was just, and that was one of the reasons why I asked you to marry me is because I, you know, I kind of like the idea of us kind of, being, uh, what do they call the legal term? Co- not, um, what's the legal term? Common law. Common law. Yeah, basically we co-inhabit with each other for so long. I was like, that'd be cool if we were together for like 10 years and then get married at 10 years. And uh, remember the Raider, the old Raider yeah. that just passed and his wife? How long were they together? They were together like 60 years and they just got married like 10 years ago. But only because of medical, of his right? medical yeah, issues. His medical issues right? She had to to be able to sign for him legally. Because he, he was getting older, older in age. And I just thought that was the coolest thing because marriage isn't really, it doesn't change anything. It, it shouldn't change anything. Like you, like you get married that's a piece of paper with the state and the state doesn't dictate your relationship, you know? So I, I don't think marriage is for everyone. I don't, I don't think it is a, um, 
I don't think even think it's the next step. I just think that it's, if that's something that you want to do for whatever reason that is yours, then, 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 then do it. But it's not necessarily for everyone. It's just like going to college, right? Like you don't have to be to go to college to be successful. We don't need to be married to have a successful relationship, but for you and I, and like moving forward in our life with business and everything that we have and family, um, for me it just felt right at the time like and after experiencing that with our friend and i was like man i you know like you said i nick gets pretty willy-nilly here and there so life is short i could be dead in six you know i could might we might not even make the 10 years so for me it was like okay i'm i'm done holding on to fear i want to move forward with my life and uh and if it fucking goes all goes to shit then it all goes to shit but like that doesn't you, you don't know that you, you don't do it just because of you know the fear of it going to shit you just do it and you do the best that you can uh, my thing has been like from the get-go i have the biggest fears of it just because of messing it up both i think you've got more more fears about it than i do <laughs> every other day i'm like mm. like you know we're getting married yes babe i'm the one that asked you remember you said are only you sure? because I've done it twice and I just get like a very see this is the trick guys this is whoever's <laughs> listening this is the trick so she, because she's done it twice I know that she won't let she can't let this one fail because she can't, can't be divorced she can't screw this one up so I'm locking it in early and now she she's she's done she's got to deal with it but like I was saying the 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 part to me that is important for people to understand females, especially as you're going through this run, if you meet somebody that you're absolutely crazy about and you have this connection and you're moving forward with your life and your relationship and everything else. And you're, you're feeling like you want to take the next step and maybe they aren't there and they don't want to take the next step. Like you can love somebody and, and not want the same things. And, and maybe that's not the person for you. But if it is the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, I can just say, like, don't the, – the pressure, the levels of, like, fear and pressure that both people start putting into relationships can ruin everything. Oh, it's super toxic. You and I were together a year before you told me that you love me. We were together. Very longer than that. A year and a half before you said that we were boyfriend and girlfriend before we were like, okay, let's make this official. We were together another year before we moved in together. And then when, after we moved in together, we were together (laughs) eight months living together in separate rooms. And then like, we really kind of like, but even before I moved. What's crazy is I still (laughs) think we moved fast. And that's what I was going to say. Like. He was like, <sighs> I'm like, well, this is all going really fast. And I felt like, I'm like, geez, this guy, like, <laughs> what is the deal? Like we hadn't like even made it official or like, I mean, I didn't even introduce you to my parents until we'd been together for two years. I'm surprised it was that soon. I was so fearful about introducing you to my parents because like, I didn't want their like opinions yet. I just right. wanted to like have it for me. And so we really paced ourselves. And even before I moved to North Carolina, I moved to South Carolina for a job. And Mm -hmm. we spent a while before I even moved here or to North Carolina, just living closer before I actually moved here. We really tried to pace ourselves. And so I think the message that I'm trying to send is like, don't be so, so pressured 
to or impacted by fear that you f- you're afraid that you're not going to get what you want out of a relationship if you don't have all the next steps. There's no, yeah, there's no roadmap. It's called, it's choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. And you can paint by numbers or colors or you can pick and there's like two different roads you can take. And I understand like so many people want to be married and, and I get that. That's 100% like fine. Right. Well, I would also like when you said, you know, like choose your own adventure and paint by numbers and also don't compare like this shit that you see on social media with all these relationships and these couple photos and the stuff. And even us, people talk about us like they're, that we're some model relationship. I mean, we fight a lot, a lot. We have a lot of issues and we'll fight a lot. Um, so it's do not, yeah, absolutely do not compare yourself to somebody else's timeline, to somebody else's happiness. I mean, cause it's all yours is your own. You, you make it your own, you own all your stuff. I still remember we'd been together for about three years And I was feeling a little bit like I wasn't quite sure still where we were headed with everything because it was kind of like you were still doing the thing where you weren't like totally present all the time. And I was just like, I'm not quite sure what this dude wants. And my brother called me to tell me he was getting married again. Oh, my God. To a girl that he'd known for a couple months. (laughs) And I was like, what? Like, I just like lost it. And, you know, like people. Why are you diamond your brother up? He's a nice guy. (laughs) Anyways, I just was like, people do this thing where they compare themselves to other relationships and how fast they're moving. Right. And you have no idea what people are dealing with or where they're at or what's going going on. on. Yeah. So all, all I want to get across is I want you to say one last word about like two females and I'll say one thing to guys. So you say one thing to females females about relationships and stop getting your roadmap out of Vogue magazine or whatever in style magazine or whatever. There's no, this is all like these, these lines that you make up in your head are all completely bullshit and they're not arbitrary schedules and they're not not doing you any favors. They're unfortunately, if you have this mindset of like, you know, I have to do this by this date and this year, and then he has to marry me and he has to, everything has to be a certain way. You are 100% going to be disappointed. And if you get it all your way, even 10 years down the road, this guy's going to look back and go, I didn't have a choice in any of this. This was all like made, this decision was all made for me. And next thing you know, he's, you know, he's having a midlife crisis and having a, an affair with the flight attendant and driving a, <laughs> a Mazda, what's the convertible, the little, little Mazda convertible. And, I, and I'm being super like over the top with it, but make make your life your own and make your schedule your own and like it's going to be so much more of an adventure and so much more unique that way than having it you know lined out like whatever in style magazine says let life happen yeah let life happen and and what does our tattoo say uh life is tight if (laughs) If you can live it and i live it i actually got another tattoo from a story that i read years ago and it was called birds let life happen it said, if you're constantly trying to catch a bird and you're standing on your toes and you're reaching for a bird and you're putting your hands out to grasp it and you're like chasing birds down, well, birds can fly. And if you're putting your hands together to grasp them and catch them, then your hands are constantly closed and you're not open to letting anything happen to you. Right. But if you stand still and you calm down and you feel the wind in your hair and you feel the grass at your feet and you just relax and there's a chance that the bird will land on you, but you have to let life happen. And that spoke to me so much. And I got it tattooed on my arm 
So just let life happen. And for guys, I just want to say one thing. Uh Like if there's any guys listening, like don't. (laughs) What'd you say? No, nothing. nothing. (laughs) Don't be so consumed with what ifs that you like make the worst happen before it's even come to be. Don't be so fearful or concerned with what if this goes this way or what if this happens or what if she does this? Yeah. What if I get hit by a fucking bus tomorrow? I mean, right. Break. Don't be so concerned with what ifs that you really sell yourself short of a life that could be amazing and, and take you to the next step of growth. And as Patrick Sage said, be nice, be nice and always be nice. Always be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is it for today. Nick, I don't know if you guys, everybody who follows me follows you, so maybe I'll send some no, of my followers got, over. Oh, no, you got your own people. <laughs> Go check us out, our adventures. We're, we're in Greece right now, and we have been posting a lot of vlogs um, from this week. So go over and check out. Right now, it's youtube.com forward slash Nick Kumulatsos. That's right. We're, ele- we're getting elevated and becoming official. Official YouTube has deemed me worthy of your worthy own of my URL. Own thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So come and check that out. And then we also have a lot of Q&As on there if you want to follow up with any of those. But Oh, can I talk? Can I do a plug for the Harbor site? Yeah. It's tomorrow. You're going to. So we're, we started a new YouTube channel, the Harbor site. And uh, basically, it's going to be a panel of veterans, probably predominantly special operations guys, former special operations guys talking about, what do you call it? Buzz, hot, hot buzz. Hot relevant. Fuzz, relevant. New topics. Things. Yeah. Buzz. So we got, I got hit up with, you know, we get hit up a lot about, um, you know, political and military type stuff, but Miss Capra here is going to be the producer. So she's going to be one directing the conversations on camera. I'm going to mediate a little bit. Yeah. Mediate. Keep us on, keep us guys on, on track. So, uh, mediate the sword contest. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. So, So yeah, check it out. Thanks for having me on.